Here at The Query, we acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which this podcast is being recorded, the Turrbal and Yagara people. We also pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hey everyone, and welcome, welcome to, to The, the Query. Query. Oh my god. Just so, so well, so, so well. Super sexy start to the episode. I always believe that if you channel Jessica Rabbit at all times, mm. then you will have a gorgeous day. I love that. I think that's been the sexiest intro we've ever had. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Let's continue it. Well, it's been a super long time coming, but we are super excited to have you on the show. We have Luna Thick with us today. Yes. We're huge fans. Um, The last time we saw you was at Rhythmology. Yes. Which was so lit. It was so good. Those dances were incredible. But welcome to the pod. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having my, you know, gorgeous. Got just self. Have you? Fucking vocal front. <laughs> it's too early in the morning. By We're the way, all guys, hungover. It's very early here at the pod today, and I have. Turn the party out in this house. We I'm have. So sorry, it's really guys. great that we're all quite hungover. Yeah. I think this will be a great conversation. Yeah. So we're all struggling through the morning, but it's kind of camp. It's okay. So no, it's okay. fine. Yeah. It's so fine. We're having mimosas, so we'll just, it's like the hair of the dog yeah. situation. The what? The hair of the dog. That's what you call it, right? What? It's like after you get really lit, the next morning, the first thing you drink is alcohol. Is and that then what that's you called? you don't get hungover. I didn't hair know. The dog. I didn't hair know that that's. Off or of? Hair. Hair. I didn't know that I had we'll a name. We'll look it up later. I, just, I call it keep it pressing. The dog. That's so hot. Yeah, well, my mum always <laughs> says that because she'll have like a, like a Bloody Mary. So she right. doesn't get hungover. I it sounds like an Australian saying. I'm learning a lot about Australia, you know? Like hair of the dog. Ash, look it up. Please. <laughs> Thanks. Now. I want to know. <laughs> Thanks. It is? Yep. It is? Hair it's the dog. Australian oh, okay. saying. Confirmed. Hair of the dog. Yeah. So like, there you go. Hair of the dog. I've learned um, Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. Oh. I've learned um, That's Live and Berry. Oh, that's I've a good one. I've learned Huru. That's a good one. Huru. Huru is a good one. Huru. That's a good one. Oh, you're always pussy cunt. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean? In I, the ballroom, you're either brr, pussy cunt. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, okay. I like okay. that. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, before we get too into it, let's start with our usual. What are your pronouns and what names do you go by and when? Um, so my pronouns are it. No jokes. <laughs> <laughs> No, my pronouns are, as a boy, obviously, it's he, him. But if it's a girl, then it's she, her. So I actually had this guy called me dude once in drag. (gasps) How dare he? That is so disrespectful. I had my hair laid. It was a human hair unit. And I was just flipping that human hair unit. It was like, what's up, dude? And I was like, dude. Do you see this fucking effort I've put in here? Yeah. (laughs) I am Miss Ma'am to you, yes, God. sir. <laughs> my pronouns are Your Majesty, <laughs> My Liege, You're mm. Welcome, Pay Me. You know what I mean? <laughs> the best. Pay Put me. them on Instagram. I don't yeah, know if you can do that. <laughs> your Liege, Majesty. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so my Tinder bio. <laughs> so you're such a legend in the drag scene, and it feels like you've been doing it forever. So can you tell us about how you got involved in the art form of drag? Um. A legend, oh my goodness. I feel like the the title legend should be given to like the, the divas that have been doing it for like 10 years, right? Like, because um, before, give y'all a bit of Brisbane history. <laughs> history lesson. Um, yes, before anything of like the fags doing the drag, there was a troop of like trans women 
showgirls called like girls who used to like rule every show that's been happening from the Gold Coast to Brisbane to everywhere. So I wow. would say the the late girls that I love is like Malika Lamb because she's know Malika. Like, fucking love her. The only yes. reason why I went blonde. Oh. Was I went to Malika Lamb's house and I looked at all of her shit and it's all rooted blonde hair and it's been her hair color for the past Stunning. 10, 15 yeah. years. Wow. And, and just like such an still an incredible performer. Like, yes. Fantastic. No one can slay a fucking ballad than Malika. Mm-hmm. Like honestly. So good. And ballads are so hard to do. How long have you been doing drag for? I've been doing drag for like four years now. Okay. Wow. I would have thought you were doing it longer. Yeah. Just from like what you've built and everything you've been doing. Thank you. Got into it quick. Yeah. Well, I'm, I would always say I'm like a fucking hustler. Once we're in it, we're in it. In it. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing it. We're in it. Like when you do drag, you have to also understand that drag is kind of like a business and it's also your job. So you have to kind of have like, Obviously, like the fortitude to do it, the stamina to do it. Oh. So yeah, I've been doing it for like four years, and when I, I did it, it was mainly because I always wanted to perform. Mm-hmm. I used to back up dance for trans pageants back home in Manila. Oh wow! Yeah, and that's how I kind of like learned and like got into like my performing training and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's how I started. And then when I went to Australia, obviously clean slate. Mm-hmm. You're like, fuck, this is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. I get to like live my life here. I get to like, you know, do why we left the island for. Like, yeah. You yeah. Know. Did yeah. you move to Australia like for a reason? Um, so my father was working in Darwin as a fly in, fly out chef for like years, oh, like five cool. years. Cool. And then um when the government was lenient enough, they took all of us and they were like, Okay, take your all all of your family oh, wow. from Manila to here and you guys are gonna be permanent residents. So I was very lucky. It was mm-hmm. really mm. one of those ones. How but old it was were you? I was nineteen. Oh wow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, right. Nineteen, new country, mm. young ingenue, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. Just got over a breakup, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. Yeah. Fresh yeah. start. Landed in Sydney. I didn't know what the fuck oh, was going God. on. Mm-hmm. I landed there and I was like, guys, they have bus stops here. This is big. <laughs> this is a lot to handle right now. The chocolate bars are $2. What the fuck? <laughs> How much are they in the middle of? And like, usually when you convert it to peso, you know what I mean? Like, mm. everything is like, if it's a Western, it's Western food. It's expensive. Oh. Okay. McDonald's is expensive. Yeah, okay. Starbucks is also expensive. Mm-hmm. So it's like, to us, if you're eating at McDonald's, it's like a symbol of status almost. Right. It's like, bitch, you're eating at McDonald's. Oh, okay. as hell. Right. Okay. Meanwhile, in here, they're like, girl, you eat at McDonald's? Yeah, are you okay? Girl, you <laughs> drink a Starbucks? That day this What's week? wrong with you? <laughs> that ain't real coffee? That's True. some instant shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But back home, like, thank God, like, Venti, you know what I mean? Like She's the girls rich. just fucking nut for yeah. the Starbucks. Oh yeah, yeah. I do, I do nut for a Starbucks here and there. <laughs> they nut for a Starbucks, mm. girl. Like honestly. a vanilla That's ice so latte. <laughs> 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 nut for a Starbucks. We we really we're really PG on this podcast. Oh well, um, I'm so sorry. Sorry, we're gonna have to You're cut gonna all of that. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna start again. Take Fuck. Yeah, yeah, everyone, to welcome to the to Monetize this whole thing. <laughs> so when you came, did you meet someone who did drag and you, you know, got into it that way or did you just go to shows? What was the vibe? Well, oh gosh, this is where it gets dramatic. Enter dramatic music. 
you know. <laughs> yeah. <you> Anyways. <laughs> no, this was, um, we got to Brisbane. We started living in Brisbane. I was so lost. The first thing I thought about was like, why not just fucking sign up to uni, whatever have you. Hated it. Mm-hmm. Wagged every class. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that $3,000 was not cute. Oh, <laughs> everyone's been there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like when you're trying to find yourself in like a like a, a country that you have no idea of. I was you like obviously uni. very lost. Yeah. 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 So I would just be like a city bum and just walk around the city just absolutely lost. And then um, I was going through this hill and then like I saw uh, like rainbow lights and I was like, what the hell? It's calling to me. Yeah, I know. You know that scene in Burlesque where Christina Aguilera is just trying to find her way oh, yeah. in Los Angeles and then she sees Coco, she the, yeah, the burlesque like, dancer like in the yeah. balcony. Mm-hmm. That was me. And I saw a big blonde um, wigged woman outside of this bar and she turned around and then she walked inside of the bar and I was so mesmerized and it was Volley Levant, which is like ah, my drag yeah, mother. Yeah, yeah, I love this. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know she was your drag mother. Yeah, Volley Levant is my drag oh mother. Oh my God, wow. And I'm her only drag child of the seven years she's been doing really? drag. Yeah. She put all that time into you, all the money and time and effort. Yeah, wow. she was like, I really love you. You remind me of myself, like that kind of thing. Like, Wow. What? Volley is like, a beacon for me. Mm. She's fucking beautiful. She's taught me everything I know. So she's like beautiful. She's the grandmother wow. of the house. <laughs> yeah. She's the grandmother of the house <laughs> of Phoenix. You have how many daughters in here? You, <laughs> you got Kim, you got Freya, you got Talia. We did. Yes. So we her did. episode's going to come before me. Yeah, tonight. Today. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. It's a really so good one. I'm excited. Yeah, it is a really good one. It was a very interesting conversation. And they yeah. were in drag as well. Oh, yeah. Really the first one well, the thing about drag. Talia is like she is committed. Mm-hmm. If you tell that slut girl you're gonna be in drag right now, bitch, like there. Mm-hmm. then that whore is gonna be <laughs> here in the gig. in the draga miss thing. You know yeah. what I mean? No, it was so good. So yeah, you met Volley and then you got into drag that way. No, I met Volley, and then that was my first sign. Right. It's like okay. okay, and then I did. I put drag at the back of like my plans Mm because I was like okay we don't know yet I'm very strategic like Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna pull that card out it's like my Yu-Gi-Oh trap card you Mm -hmm. know what I mean Mm -hmm. like we'll pull that out later but I've already been going to the clubs very secretly just as a boy alone just watching everyone sure but then I went to um, South Bank and then I used to be part of a hip-hop crew back home and I used to compete in like hip-hop competitions back home so I found Crimson, Coco oh, dancing so beautiful. in South Bank in front of Griffith University in front of a mirror. And she was like popping in front of the mirror. Yay, cool. And then there were other kids that were with her. And I was like, okay, this is my chance because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't give a fuck. I have, I have no fear. <laughs> if I want it, I will go get it. Mm-hmm. So I dropped my bag, went on the opposite side of the mirror next to Crimson and started dancing next to her. I love that. And then she was dancing next to me. And then we were like both vibing the song that she was playing. So like she went back to her friends and then they came back. They were like, would you like to be part of our crew? (gasps) So that's how I got integrated into the hip hop scene and the little hip hop scene in Brisbane. I love that. That is such a cool story. Oh my God. Wasn't it like some sort of like step up bullshit? It is. (laughs) Imagine if you didn't do that though. If you were just like, oh, I'm too scared. Like, no. You have to go get it. You do. Yeah. I always say to Kim and Freya, bitch, you want it? You go get it. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody gonna cradle you. You a grown person. <laughs> Quote. 
You a grown person, grab your big girl panties and go get it. I love that. Because I will only tell you once. <laughs> yeah, I'm that kind of mother. Like, I will only tell you once. She's strict but loving. Yeah, bitch. She's fun but fair. Oh, Ooh. ew. Nice. Ew. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to stop moaning in this house. <laughs> We're going to get demonetized. Swearing. Well, that's okay. We don't care. Yeah, this is a trigger out. warning for continued moaning, swearing, and um, if you don't like chaotic it, behavior. If you don't like it, if you don't like powerful slam pieces talking about our beauty then you know there's the door there's your the door, door not our door because that's creepy because we're gonna stay and yeah. you're gonna go yeah yeah <laughs> it's getting out of control <laughs> <laughs> did you find that people in your life were surprised by your choice to pursue drag and other queer entertainment things <laughs> well i think coming from like a very like traditional asian like background it was very hard because not only do your parents think that they are your possession and you owe them your life Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and there was there's not there's a lot of like bargaining there already and then um also catholic yep jesus christ Mm -hmm. you know literally Oh my god, if only we had setting spray back in Ash Wednesday, that cross would have stayed all day. I remember Ash Wednesday at school. Fucking remember Ash Wednesday? Get if off we had the NARS setting spray, girl, that fucking cross would still yeah, be detailed. Yeah. But no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Anyway, so what were we talking about? Traditional households. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> The train is not, there is no track for the There's train no right track. now. It's just flying. It's just this existing. is the train to Busan. <laughs> this is oh, the train to Busan. Good movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Our oh editors God. are currently dying. dying. Editor and producer dying behind the camera. They are dying. Dying. This better get fucking four million likes. Bitch. If it doesn't, we're deleting it. We'll take it down. Delete it back. <laughs> Delete, it yeah. <laughs> Delete it up. Yeah. Delete it up. Oh my god. The I just I hate like traditional when, they, when you guys do release this TikTok, it's the flop era because it's with me. Like, <laughs> we go no down here. Likes yeah. It. <laughs> it's zero yeah. All hate comments. Yeah. <laughs> That's good Ooh. though. At least it's attention. Yeah. Any attention is like, good oh attention. Okay. Sorry, but. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a very serious household. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Plus, we were in the ghetto, so the, the stakes were very high because, you know, the expectations of your parents were just, like, so insurmountable. Insurmountable. Oh, big word. <laughs> I just fisted myself with that word. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the expectations were so high that it's, like, white-collar job or nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, for me, I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. I've always questioned everything. I was mm-hmm. that kid that questioned the fucking Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Like, why do, we, why do we have to do 10 Hail Marys and do all of this? Yeah. Why is the priest really creepy with the little boys? Like, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Segregation. We're not talking about, like, sex education. Like, there were so many things wrong. Oh, it's fucked. That I fucking questioned all of them. Plus, I'm a raging homosexual. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I have all of this, like, ideas and things that I wanted to do. I just did it. I am what they call in an Asian family a black sheep. You know what I mean? Yeah. I said fuck you to everything. Mm-hmm. So like you know, even even like my parents, they just couldn't control me. I'm like that kind of I'm that kind of kid. But um, yeah, they weren't 
surprised. <laughs> they weren't surprised by the choices. They just didn't know how to handle the choice. Sure. Which was the situation that I had at hand. And I was just like, you know what? We left the ghetto. And we're not like, I'm not sleeping on the fucking floor for 18 years anymore in a bamboo mat. Mm-hmm. And we're not eating sardines every day anymore. So when we left the island, I'm going to live my life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And also, if you want to hold it against me, I didn't want to be born. You wanted a child. So. Facts. I say that to my parents all the time. <laughs> they get really mad at me for it. But do I'm you like. you do it with a box cutter? I didn't <laughs> want to be born. You wanted. <laughs> I have that gun point. They're like. <laughs> you wanted a child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, How dare you? you? How okay? dare you? Yeah. Was a party by DMX like playing it on a. Aggressive. Oh my God. That's a good point though. What is happening? <laughs> I'm trying to keep the train going. Yeah. <laughs> just a dance party. Sorry, I'm just destroying the scent too. Like my fat ass is eating the <laughs> fabric. Um, do, you, do you think that they now understand more? <laughs> I, I feel like our energy and this conversation are so off. They like, are. It's like serious. It's such They're a serious really conversation. And we're like, no, fucking go best. to your parents with a gun. Like, <laughs> we love our parents. You know, we, we do love, love them. Parents. We do love mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. We, lo- we love them. They they brought us into the world. Mm. No. And we're no. so grateful. We're so grateful. Yeah. I definitely wanted to we're, be here. I definitely <laughs> wanted to be here. I, I definitely I, wanted I really to be. wanted to pay my bills. Absolutely. I have to work for the rest of my life. Absolutely. I really wanted that. You know what? And they subjected us to a lot of things. But, you know, they should have taught us how to pay taxes as early as, like, as early as, like, I literally five have no old. idea how to pay taxes. My dad does pay mine. a bill. Yeah, my dad does mine too. Yeah. But I have to start doing mine soon. Why? Because I've got a full, like, I'm, I have a full-time job. Oh, so my dad's an accountant. So I'm like, oh, dad, vibe. okay, help. Yeah, no, my dad's yeah. not. Um, yeah, but right. I have no idea how taxes work. Why do I have to pay them? It's fucked. <laughs> Already, <laughs> Like, I, you have to pay for the roads. We also have to pay for your car road, Joe, and also insurance, and also the bus set. Like, and, and then, then bikes for the bus get to just be on there for free. free? Fuck bikes. Fuck cyclists. (laughs) Just kidding. PSA, I love cyclists. Keep a meter. I don't. Keep a meter. I'm not into the meter. The only meter I the only meter I love, honey, is my human hair unit. Uh, Uh, I thought you were gonna say something else. I was worried. What were we talking um, about? <laughs> parents. <laughs> parents. Yeah. Do you parents. think that now they've um like accepting come to be like more? Yeah. Actually, you know what? I had a very serious conversation with my mother the other day because I've always had a situation with my father where it was like, I don't, my dad would always say, I don't give a fuck about what you do. Just don't show it to my face. Okay. Okay. So into me, I was just like, my mother didn't get my sentiment when I told her that I don't feel part of this family. Mm-hmm. She's like, what do you mean? Your family is the, the only per- the only people that were go- they're going to be there for you when you like fall into the ground, hit b- rock bottom. I'm like, yes, they will be. But there's also things like chosen family when you're queer. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you straight people don't know what the fuck's going on. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, I always say, queer people had to hit puberty at the latest age and we're still trying to cope with it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, we didn't go through high school, you know, doing the normal, like, routine of, like, getting a boyfriend or a girlfriend and then just, like, you know, not having to watch your back, not having mm-hmm. to have yeah. those expectations, not having to, like, you know, oh, why do I, fuck that mimosa's hitting me. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, the hangover mixed yeah, in with I it. Know. But you never had to just... You never had to just um, live comfortably. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. So there was always like, 
a, a nagging feeling of like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You know, this yeah. isn't, what if they yeah. just throw me out to the curb? Yeah, exactly. And like, I feel like a lot of queer people, and I've said this on the pod so many times before, come from families where love isn't unconditional. Mm. And so, like, your mum is right in saying like, you, you know, your family are, are the only ones that are going to be there for you when you hit rock bottom. But for some people, that's not the case. Like, mm. there's a lot of queer people out there that don't have that, like, family, f- their family see them being queer as their rock bottom and they're not willing to help because it's not what they want to be a part of. Yeah. So, it's, like, a scary thing to go through as a kid when you're when you're going through puberty and, like, Absolutely. going through school, trying to navigate, like, almost hiding yourself out of fear from everyone around you is such, like, an isolating feeling. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Crazy. And no wonder why we're f- why we're fucking fucked in here. You know what I mean? Like Jesus Christ. It's the mental illness. There's isn't a it? lot. There's a lot. They're like, oh, you know, not only am I having to like you know experience dating now in my adult life, I can't help but just trauma dump on mm. you for the first three seconds of us eating this rump steak. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw a video the other day. It was really fucking frozen. Um, it was like this cow, like a baby cow, running to its cow mother. <laughs> And it was like, like making this noise. And I was like, oh, I can't. And I literally was like, I'm going vegetarian. Are you recording? And then I realized, oh and then I realized that I couldn't go vegetarian. Like I just can't. Like I obviously don't care enough, but I was watching it and I was like, I'm vegetarian. I have such now. a- And like, then I ate a steak. So you're vegetarian? No, now? but I- <laughs> I was fine. <laughs> Mentally, oh for like two hours, I was. <laughs> and then I. Fuck then that I, baby cow. I'll eat that cow. I Give know. me that cow. Put it on my plate right I now. I literally. Fucking raw, that, fucking raw eating that cow, right? No, I'll show you it later, though. Like, it actually was I like. Don't see it. No, I'm it was really it. sad. See, that's the thing. Okay, I could be pescatarian. Like, you know what? I'll fucking eat Nemo. Because it's right. <laughs> it's right. Fuck Nemo. Fuck Nemo. Fuck Nemo. I'll, could, I'll have Nemo, Nemo Dory. Nemo's like, fuck my life. <laughs> fuck my drag. I could be pescatarian because I know that I could catch a fish and I, it would be sad, but I could kill it and eat it. Like I could kill a crab or a fish it and would eat be it. sad, but I could Whereas kill I it couldn't, and eat it. like if that's the whole thing, I... <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't kill a cow. Do you know the what I mean? The logic here, the math is not mathing. Mm, yeah, I look. I obviously but have. Do, can fucked you morals. not kill a cow only because the cow makes more noises than the crab? <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing. Do. It's like making these painful noises. Babe, honestly, in Manila, in the Philippines, traditionally we have this thing that's like roast thing, where in, in a fiesta, where mm. they like literally slit this fucking pig in front of you. It's alive. And then they cook. It. Yeah. And then they put it on like a like a little stick a spit. And then they, Yummy, yeah, and they roast it. it. Yeah, I've had it's called that. lechon. I've yeah, had that. Yum. yeah. That's the issue. I but the I taste was just kid. too good for me to yeah to care. But that's so fucked, you know. I know it is yeah. fucked. But I but, lo- I love it. I love a pig. Know, I love a pig. It's like it's like birds. Like. I love birds. I've saved multiple birds like off the road when they've been like hit under cars. I don't birds. But chicken <laughs> is my favorite meat. Like I will fuck up a roast chicken. Fuck you, bird. <laughs> Actually, I so say- So basically, Louise is saying that she feels kind of sad, but she's still going to fuck I it know. <laughs> she's like, it makes me sad, but I don't actually care Louise enough. You know like, what? Louise is this. That sucks. She's literally like- mm, Fucking like- Bugger. James McAvoy in split. Uh, just like- No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We should do something about that. But I won't. Well, yeah, we should we should probably think about not <laughs> killing animals. But it's not going to be me though, because like I, I'm not going to do that. Well, you guys, this maybe. This is the story. My uncles were like, 
come in here. This is your initiation into being a man. I'm like, what? I'll slit the pig. So I walk <gasps> in there and I'm like, I don't want to hold it. And then he goes, fine. So my uncle just grabs it from my hand and then slits the pig himself. <laughs> And I felt like that fucking scene in American Horror Story with the goat in front of Sarah Paulson. And I'm like this. Oh, <laughs> this is my awakening. Oh, no. Like, this is not the one. No, that's, no. that's not at but all. But I still ate the pig afterwards. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. delicious. Yeah. Like, so I was the reason. I was like, up. oh. <laughs> yeah. We all have zero morals. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? It's like um, we're basically performative activism, but for animals. We're like, that Aww. sucks. I'm so sad. But then we eat them anyway and we yeah. do not give a shit. That's kind yeah. of fucked. We should probably look into our I love souls. This twenty sec, this twenty minute. <laughs> <laughs> Just deeply break. talking about Louise's. I did choice um, in I did save a bird diet. the other day. It got hit by a car. <laughs> Like coming this way, but it didn't go under the wheel. It just went under the car, and I was like, "Fuck!" Of course, it happened in front of me. And if I don't do anything, wait, wait, I'll just wait. think Can about you just it forever. Expound upon that. What happened? So I was driving this way, and a yeah. car this way. There was a little minor bird, and it got hit by the car, but not under the wheel. It just went under the didn't car, get, like, so it got over. like fucked up, but not proper <laughs> fucked up. I need you to not. And do so this. I so put that in, <laughs> and then I so I pulled over next to the bird, and it was like this. So I'm thinking, okay, I don't know. What <laughs> well, wait, can you just, what was it like? I don't know if it's broken its neck or if it's just in shock. So I got a skirt <laughs> out of my I'm car and I picked it up and like there's cars and shit coming and I'm like stopping the cars for this fucking bird. And I got it in my car and I FaceTimed my friend that I was going to see. I'm like, I have a fucking bird. What do I do? Like, do I take it, it to the vet? Was it, it, was br- it was like solid, like Literally was, I was like, Babe, it was probably dead. No, 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 no. Sorry. Then I'm in my car and it fucking woke up. <gasps> it was in shock and it fucking flies around my car. <laughs> Everywhere. It's that like, would freak me the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would be like, yeah. bro, I'm no, trying to, I'm man. screaming. I'm on the, I wish my friend who was fa- who's FaceTiming me screen recorded. I was. I'm trying to drive. She's like, <laughs> No, luckily I haven't started driving. But imagine if I'd started driving, I would have fucking crashed. <laughs> I would have crashed. <laughs> And it's just oh. me with the skirt and this bird. And it's tiny. This fucking little bird. <laughs> so then I get out. I'm screaming. People are looking at me. <laughs> but the, like, what but what do you look like? Can you just please like... <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Throw the skirt. It's at the back of the car. And it's there like... <laughs> like breathing heavily. And then <laughs> I'm screaming. I get out. But the window is up. So I'm like, I have to fucking get these windows down. So I get back in and like wind all the windows down and it gets to the front of the car. And I, I literally had to wait there for like five minutes for this fucking bird and it flew away with its friends and it was fine. It, so it was in shock the whole time. But I didn't know, like, I don't... And I also, I should have... Okay. We're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. What I should have done is get <laughs> the bird breathe. and put it on the side of the road. <laughs> but I put it in my car instead. But it didn't shit anywhere. So we're good. All right, we have to do serious questions now. Okay, so, serious um, questions. Get get serious right now. This is my serious face. Ew. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This is supposed to be a serious question. <laughs> the way you looked at me, like <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Ask it. No, no, no. All right. So, a lot of the POC guests that we've had on the pod have mentioned how critical your presence has been for them and in the Brisbane drag scene. So, can you tell us about the house that you're a part of and what role you play? In that. Oh, that's really cute. Uh, I got you guys. Well, when I first started doing drag, I thought, where was the representation? I get that Queensland was, 
you know, predominantly white in the scene, right? So we did have like legends like Malika Lamb, who's Papua New Guinean, and obviously Miss First Nations, Miss Chocolate Box. And then we have Miss Chinta A. Wulak, and then she's um, one of the first Asian queens in Brisbane, period. Mm -hmm. But Miss Chinta has already like, is, is not performing much, so she's not very visible anymore. And then there was only Chocolate, who's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. But like, it was only her. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? Like, there was not, like, with, with, I always say when I first started doing drag, right? Like, I didn't understand that it was going to be that political. Mm. Yeah. And I didn't also understand what my role was going to be. So when it clicked to me, I'm like, okay, this is about holding the door for people that look like me, that sound like me, that grew up with the songs I love, with mm -hmm. the references that I love. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, it's like for these kids to feel safely at home in a space that belongs to them mm -hmm. is very important to me. Mm -hmm. So if I could just have a little bit of like that, my responsibility being fulfilled throughout the night, mm -hmm. then when I go home, I'm like, okay, this kid had a fucking great time listening to their favorite song. Even if the club didn't play it, my number played it. Mm -hmm. And they felt seen, they felt heard, they felt like that was their moment to just like jam with me and exchange energies with me. And that to me is so, 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 so important. Yeah. So in the house of thick, me and Tyson, my best friend. So uh, when I first started doing drag with only $50 in my motherfucking pocket, because oh, wow. I didn't have a job mm -hmm. at the time. Mm -hmm. I was just like, Tyson, like, you know, was lovely enough to like open his home to me and really believed in me and like encouraged me. And she's like, you're a star. You know, you're a star. I'm like, I know. So how do we start this? She's like, just go. The, the same thing that I say to Kim and Freya and to Talia and everyone, like, just go, just do it. You're the only one who would be able to perform these numbers with that reference, like have that point of view, like you're the only one who can do it. So do it. Now is not the time for you to be scared of doing this because no one's doing it. And you know you have to represent, you know? And I'm like, so, okay, cool. It was more of like a, my choice, but we have no choice. Mm. Because as the community is continuously progressing, right? We have to like, we have to almost be like more, fuck, I'm running out of English. <laughs> Second language. <laughs> um, we have to almost be like always in your face. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not one of those, I'm not one of those girls that I can just walk out in a fucking bikini and everyone's going to be like, ah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like our motto has always been you fucking go hard or you fucking go home. Yeah. Because like, it's so much more than drag, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because th those kids, when they watch it, like the way I've like met Freya and Kim and like Crimson and stuff like that, I, I saw in them what I saw in me, which was like this lost kid. Yep that didn't have anywhere, that nobody understood their love language and what they are about. So to me, I'm like, you know what? I'll grab you because I believe in you and I will instill in you what I've learned about love, about power, about like your own star power, like that kind of thing. Mm. So it's not about like my own status. It's actually about what everyone can contribute to this community because like the lineup for smackdown this year which is like another very like staple competition in brisbane has about what fucking six to five 
POC. And that to me is saying so much progress because mm, yeah. before it was just like me and Talia. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Or me and Katya Lu King, like mm-hmm. back in the day. And I'm like, this is not enough. Yeah. I have to do more. Yeah. And you have. I have to do more. Like, because the, the future depends on it. Yeah. Yeah. The future depends on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. it trickles out to so many factors into the scene as well. Yeah. Which is like, it's so interesting because when I. Like, I didn't know much about drag at all starting this podcast. Mm. Um, and I didn't realize there was, like, houses and, like, mothers and, like, all this stuff. Yeah. To, and it's so – I just thought it was, like, everyone's on their own doing drag and you're just performing. Yeah, absolutely. But it's interesting because, yeah, you would need someone to, like, inspire you yeah. and, like, give you the strength it's, to do things, especially in, like, POC yeah. community. It's very much um, in the queer community there is this – sense of what you were saying before chosen family Mm. which i think you don't often find in the i don't know hetero people don't often have that and like maybe you know your friends are your chosen family or something like that but But i feel like it's a different vibe for queer people because some queer people just don't actually have family so when you find these people that you are all on the same page you all relate to you all are going through the same experiences it's a bond like family literally like there's it's such it, an it's, intense bond yeah. yeah just a feeling of like we need to do this together and that's how yeah. it is mm-hmm. like just to give a bit of like context and history right so like houses and stuff like that have started in the ballroom scene back in new york in the 70s mm-hmm. when um latinx people and like black people were like excommunicated from like these um pageants being held like these queer pageants that were being held back in the day um because they weren't winning. They were like, okay, well, in our own community, we are not being welcomed here. We are not being celebrated here when you know that we are the one. So they have created their own scene in ballroom, Mm -hmm. like Vogue ballroom. You know, if you watch Pose, you'll have a little Mm -hmm. bit of a context in that. Or Paris is Burning, you'll have a lot of context in that. Um, Where these um, trans women who in the ballroom scene we call femme queens. Mm -hmm. So a femme queen is basically a trans woman. And then a butch queen is um, a a male-presenting queer man, sure, basically. And then they've all just, like, co-created this, like, beautiful space for themselves. Mm. And then it trickled on to, like, different different factors into the queer scene. So it was more from POC that the idea of houses was very vital because for us, it was more for survival. Yeah. Not only did we have generate like we didn't have generational wealth, we didn't have any of those backups, we didn't have any of those, mm-hmm. so we had to fend for ourselves and then be with each other mm-hmm. to be able to survive. Yeah. So in in my in my context here in Brisbane, it was more for survival within the industry, because I see I saw Kim and I saw Freya and I saw Talia, and me and Crimson have naturally gone together with Tyson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I saw Brandy Cooch as well, which is like fucking beautiful. Oh, mm. like I saw these kids, and we—they were all little lost souls with so much potential. And I'm like, if I could just like grab you now and then stretch your potential to what I know you can do. Mm-hmm. The first thing I asked Talia, I was like, "You're Latina. You're the only Latina in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Why are you not celebrating yourself? Mm-hmm. No one knows, actually, what." Latinas can bring in this city. Yeah. And then you have thousands and years of like beautiful culture to pull from, like mm-hmm. stories from where you're from that like is so vital and important to be told. 
and that separates you from the rest of those bitches that are in this game mm-hmm. yeah. i said that to kim i said like even with kim too like when we attacked her starlet um i was kind of like semi her coach i'm mm-hmm. like when we attacked starlet i was like your japanese roots should be the focus of everything mm-hmm. and she understood the assignment and freya understood the assignment and then with Freya, like she, Freya's one of my children that's like, I don't have to worry about her because yeah. like she is, su- see, she is this ball of energy, but she is also so fiercely independent mm-hmm. that she like, and she's more like me. Yeah. Ty- Kim's more like Tyson where it's more like analytical of where thought. you have to like, mm-hmm. have to have her in like a support situation for her to fully like debone everything and mm-hmm. then and then once all of that planning is done, you just send her into the wild and she's this beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. But Freya and me are the same where it's like, girl, you s- drop me in the middle of the ocean. Let's yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, like, <laughs> in, in a sense, like I guess my role when I've understood it when we were doing Thick Shake back in the day um, with me, Tyson and Crimson, when we did our first New Year's gig at the Wickham, mm-hmm. we had um, this queer Singaporean boy came up to me and he started crying. And I was like, why are you crying? And he's just like, I've just never seen someone that was me up in that stage. Oh, yeah. And like, you just make me feel safe. Thank you for making me feel safe. Thank you for making me have the best New Year's of my life. That's and so nice. it's like clicked to me. I was like, okay, this is my responsibility. Yeah. This is why I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah. This is not fun and games anymore. This is like the it's vital for these kids' um, upbringing in the queer spaces. We have this like as like brown sisters have these like unspoken like connections in the club where mm-hmm. I look at them and they look at me and I go and they just go okay. It, that was my look of like if anything happens to you if you get profiled in here mm-hmm. if anybody um, is racist in mm-hmm. here if anyone is like doing stuff to you you come to me yeah. and only me and they go. Yeah. Like that level of safety is yeah. like important to me. Same as women. Because I have so much respect for women. Mm-hmm. I have this thing with like the girls that always come to Fluffy and I'm like, what's my rule? And they always go, message me when you go back. Like mm-hmm. when you come back mm-hmm. home, I'm like, thank you. Because there's so many asshats in the valley. So yeah. it's like, you make it safe for everyone. Mm-hmm. That is your job as a drag queen. Yeah. yeah. Not only do you facilitate the party, you also make it a safe space for everyone. Yeah when they come to the club and when they go home from the club Mm -hmm. because they come to see you yeah they don't come to see anyone Mm. they come to see you so it's your fucking responsibility yeah 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 Yeah. that's so cool you're doing like yeah the full (coughs) job that yeah yeah that's awesome i just want to say thank you as well because i was one of those kids in the club that i think thick shade crew is probably one of the first drag performances i ever saw Mm. and it was songs that i grew up listening to that you don't hear unless you go to like an r&b club or you know it wasn't just played normally and then i grew up as a dancer and so to see you guys dance like properly dance the way i don't know like it was just incredible Mm. like the songs the dancing like just everything and that was yeah my moment of like okay cool this is like, I feel a connection to this. This is something that I can take with me and be okay. Like, yeah. yeah. That's like, that's kind of like our goal was like 
the chick when maybe we did it too it wasn't just about like your skin color it was also about like celebrating your body like what makes you like so beautiful Mm -hmm. is what people told you you weren't like you know what i mean yeah yeah bitch those thick thighs (laughs) those stretch marks like girl it's fucking beautiful Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like fucking jiggle them girl you got it yeah you know what i mean use it yeah use it bitch (laughs) the big question what makes you most proud to be queer i think oh my god is this it (laughs) yeah finish it down it down it down it (laughs) that was so good wow we're not gonna have anything to cheers now oh shit (laughs) come on put it back in I'll give you some of mine. Hopsies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> what makes you most proud to be queer? Yeah. Yes. Thank you very much, panel of judges, for that beautiful question. No worries. And with that beautiful question requires a beautiful answer. <laughs> and here is my beautiful answer. What was, <laughs> what was the question? Um, <laughs> no, uh, what makes me par- um, very proud about being queer is being able to understand the word fuck you mm-hmm. like fuck you you have no agency over me i have agency over my own body my own choices what i get to do with my life like to me i'm like that is the symbol of freedom to me like mm-hmm. you like you remember that um nina simone interview when she's like what is freedom to you and she's like to not be held by any bars of like society and community and stuff like that to me that's being queer like mm-hmm. You do not have power over me. Yeah. I am responsible for my own fate. And anything that ever happened to me before was a test to like shape me into who I am now. Like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Like so I always say I'm like if you are queer, never be a victim of your past cuz that past has equipped you with the tools you need today and it's only for you, for you to understand what you want to do with all of them, like, because mm-hmm. I grew up poor. I grew up from like fucking Manila, like yeah. having nothing. Like I bought my first bed when I came to Australia for my first paycheck, and I already saw progress from there. Yeah. It was the most littlest things that I was so grateful for. Mm-hmm. But it's not that's not little though. Like when you yeah. when you've come from a place where you virtually have nothing all of those things are not little they're the huge massive. Steps. they're so massive. huge yeah. i cried yeah, when the yeah. people from fucking ikea oh no fantastic furniture <laughs> were coming in with the with the mattress that was rolled up and they i unrolled it in my fucking it was just that mattress but mm-hmm. i started bawling my eyes out yeah because yeah. i'm like i have a bed yeah you know what i mean like yeah. i have a bed oh my god i can sleep on the fucking mattress mm-hmm and boy, did I sleep on that mattress. Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. yeah, going back, like, what makes me proud to be queer is free, like, the full understanding of not taking life too seriously. Yeah. And no, but knowing your purpose. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. You know. If you know, you know. Yeah. You know I mean? If you know, you know. Beautiful answer to a beautiful yeah. question. Thank you, mate. I feel like that's the first time anybody's ever sort of said anything like that. Yeah. Which is. Like, fuck, like fuck you yeah and it like fuck it you. so perfectly encapsulates that that feeling yeah. of like and what you'd hope everyone eventually feels, in the queer community can feel yeah yeah i think obviously from like our trans sisters and brothers as well mm-hmm. and for all like our women like 
all these double standards that are being thrown at them. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? What was that? Oh, I was like fucking <laughs> listening to this podcast and they were like, um, they were talking about to you, what is real love for yourself? Mm-hmm. And then the girl said, it's not about saying yes. It's about saying no because you know you have boundaries and you mm-hmm. know you understand yeah. what you deserve. Yeah. And never let that take, uh, never let um, the outside forces take that away from you. Yeah. Because I started drag being fueled by anger because there were a lot of things taken away from me. So like when I, now I'm doing it, instead of being a victim of like, I'm not sharing any of my gifts. I'm like, no, you give. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the love that you have to give. But yeah. then you learn how to say no, bitch, because... Mm-hmm. Boundaries, Boundary boundary Street. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? (laughs) But yeah. Oh my wow. God, Thank you so much for it? sharing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so fun. It has been quite a ride. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Ash. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh no. um, well, lastly, is there anything you want to plug? Social media, any shows you have coming up? Plug it all. Plug Besides away. myself. <laughs> <laughs> Besides me. Plug it. Totally plug. No. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just my Instagram, Miss Luna Thick. Mm-hmm. That's about it. You can find me there. You can find me at Fluffy in Cloudland every Sunday. We call it church, so I'll see you at church, girl. You know what I mean? And also, Period. thank you so much. Query okay. Thank you. This was so much oh, fun. So fun. Hey, so wait, let me give you half of my, uh, my liquid. We need to do a cheers. Oh. <laughs> you need your cheers cloth. Cheers <laughs> <laughs> oh <my laughs> The chaos. You're drunk. Wait, Not ready? only my heart, I'm also down. <laughs> okay, ready? And cheers. Cheers. Right, cheers.